بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه إلى اليوم الدين أما بعد الحمد لله we reached the next hadith that we wish to discuss with Ta'ala which is the hadith of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in which he mentioned the hadith of Ibn Abbas اطلعت في الجنة فرأيت أكثر أهلها للفقراء واطلعت في النار فرأيت فرأيت أكثر أهلها النساء As the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم He mentioned that I looked towards the Jannah and I found that the majority of his inhabitants were the fukara, were the poor and I looked towards the Nard, the hellfire, and I found that the majority of the inhabitants were the Nisa, the women. And so, within this narration, no doubt, are many benefits. From them, is the fact that this hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu wasallam is a sign from the signs of his nabuwa. It's a sign from the signs of his prophecy. By way of the fact that he, alayhi salatu wasalam, came across the Jannah and looked towards his inhabitants, as well as the hellfire and looked towards his inhabitants. This is from the the ghayb. The Ali looking towards the inhabitants of the Akhirah is from that which is unseen. And thereafter, Ibn Hibban mentions as well in his Sahih, or the mention is Hadith. The Prophet looked at the Jannah and the Nar. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, there's a total in a totality. And so this nazar, the fact that the Prophet was able to look towards the Jannah and the Nar, was to fadlan min Allah Jalla wa ala. So the virtue that Allah SWT bestowed upon him, the fact that Allah Ta'ala gave him the ability, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to look towards the hellfire, to look towards the Jannah. And this is a farm, this is a difference between him or Sa'ir al Anbiya. This is something that was differentiated him from the other. The rest of the Anbiya. 
Likewise, he mentions the Usaf. And that's what the description of the Jannah and the Jahannam, that he gave the description by way وسلم, of his inhabitants, and the majority of his inhabitants. So he وسلم, gave us a description of how the Jannah, his majority of his inhabitants will be from the Fuqara, whilst the majority of the inhabitants of the Hellfire will be from the Isaac, from the women. With this hadith as well, we benefit from it. Is a bayan and al fuqara hum asbaka ahl al jannah, the khulam al jannah. That the fuqara, they will be the fastest and the first and foremost to enter jannah amongst the people of jannah. The reason for that, as mentioned by Sheikh Muhammad Adam, Ethiopian, Wadalik. And that is due to the fact that they don't have anything that prevents them from entering Jannah. Like the Fukura, those that are poor. They don't have anything that prevents them from entering Jannah. Why? Because they don't have money. So if the Fukura are the poor, they don't have money, then they cannot be held accountable for that, they don't, that which they do not have. The fact they do not have money, they cannot be held accountable for that which they do not have. And so, if they, <coughs> if they are individuals that are from Ahlul Jannah, i.e. their deeds are deeds of Ahlul Jannah, then they are from the individuals that will enter, enter Jannah faster because they have to be questioned about less. And this is something which is mentioned in the hadith of Abu Huraira, in which the, the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Mentions Yadkul al Fukara, Muslimin al Jannah, Kobla al Agriya, Bidisfiyom, Khamsamirta'am. And this is a hadith which is found in the Tirmidhi and Nasa'i. So the Prophet mentions that the Muslims, the poor amongst the Muslims, will enter Jannah before the rich, yani amongst the Muslims, by half a day, which was the equivalent of 500 years. I have due to the fact, as we mentioned previously, that even though they will be, the fact that they're both from the Muslims, and so thus will both enter Jannah, those that are poorer have less to be asked about and questioned about. And so they will enter the Jannah first, due to that which they, the less time it take, takes for them to be asked and questioned. Wallahu ta'ala, a'lam. The next benefit we have from this hadith as well, is that al-ghina, yani wealth, yani being rich, al-ghina, in mahal al-khatri ashabi, it is a degree of danger for the one that possesses it. My wealth has a degree of danger for the one that possesses it. Why? Due to the fact that this is something which can prevent them from entering Jannah. It can render from entering Jannah due to the fact that they're going to be held accountable for that wealth that they have. And the reality is now that the person, when they enter Jannah, or when they're questioned, they'll be questioned about all of the actions that they put forth. And so. No doubt this is an indication for us to reflect upon the reality of the dunya 
and the reality of wealth. But no doubt, wealth is something which is good if we use it in the manner of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's something which is praiseworthy to have if you use it in the manner which is going to aid you in getting closer to Allah. However, if that wealth is something which harms you and prevents you from entering Jannah, then no doubt within it is great danger. And so, when you find individuals chasing wealth with the dunya, and you find individuals being from those that go to whatever means and extremities in order to attain wealth, then, no doubt, you understand that this is the danger that is found within it. And that the focus has to be coming closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that when we say that an individual Zahid, he's the one that abstains from dunya, he's upon Zuhud. We don't say that the person upon Zuhud is an individual that is poor. Or the individual that appears poor. Or he doesn't spend anything from the dunya. Rather, the one that is upon Zuhud, his attachment to the wealth is only an attachment where that wealth can support him and aid him in becoming closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That wealth that he uses will support and aid his ta'abud, his ibadah, his, his worship, his ta'ah, his obedience. And not a fact that that wealth is gained and gathered and collected for the sake of gathering and having it. Allah ta'ala, a'lam. Like of this narration as well, we understand that this is a clear indication that the Jannah and Nar are both created and they're both in existence. And from the belief and the creed of the Muslim that we have to affirm the existence of the Jannah and the Nar. As well as that from this hadith is the, the bayan kafra to dukhul al-nar. That this hadith indicates that a large amount of women will enter the hellfire. And this is made clearer further by the hadith of the Messenger of Allah narrated likewise by Ibn Abbas which is found in Bukhari Muslim as to why the women are from those individuals that will enter the hellfire in large amounts. In which the Messenger of Allah mentions, So he mentions that I, the, the hellfire was shown to me. And thus, the majority of its inhabitants were women. Due to their kufr. And the word used is kufr. And so he was asked, is this يعني, kufr billah, is this belief in Allah? And the Messenger of Allah وسلم, mentions, and he responds, Yakfurna al Yakfurna al Yakfurna ihsan. And so he mentioned that. This kufr is not kufr in terms of disbelief, but kufr in terms of ingratitude. 
that they have ingratitude, they will have ingratitude in terms of the living and living with the spouse. And ingratitude towards Ihsan, when someone does good towards them. As the message of Allah sallallahu mentioned, and so thus, if you were good towards them, by right, good to them for the period of a whole year, and then they saw something from you, and they saw something from you that they disliked, then they would say in response, I have not seen any good from you at all. And so this is the indication of I the reason from that. I the reason for this affair of the entering or the women are entering the hellfire in large amounts. Likewise, as Ahlul also mentioned, as is mentioned by way of the affair of the Nisa, that they are narcissists in Deen al in terms of their religion, they are deficient in terms of religion, narcissists in terms of their, yani, uh, the intellect. And so thus, this deficiency may lead them towards greater evils. And so when the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions these things in this, in this narration, and mentions the reality of what will occur for the Nisa, for the women, it's not for the women now to reflect upon that, and first and foremost, be from those that may mention that this is not from Adam. This is not from the affair of justice. Because rather, Allah Ta'ala is al-Hakim al-Alim. Allah Ta'ala is the all-wise and all-knowing. Allah Ta'ala does not do anything except by way of his hikmah. And so we understand, first and foremost, that when he, Tabarak wa Ta'ala, or days of affair to occur, then it's by way of actual justice. Likewise, the fact that they are greater inhabitants is due to the fact that there is a deficiency. Deficiency when it comes to intellect. For when the Messenger of Allah mentioned either ingratitude, that they can see good actions for a year, and if they see one bad action, then they say, I have not seen any good. This is a clear indication of this is a clear indication of uh, deficiency when it comes to intellect. However, just as we have been created in particular ways, and we may have weaknesses, weaknesses in character, physical weaknesses, weaknesses in the manner just in the manner in which we are created. We cannot now say that these weaknesses are a reason and an excuse for us to fall into disobedience. And so that leads to the second point as well. That this narration should not lead the women to despair. And they hear this narration of despair and they regard themselves as being doomed to be within the hellfire. No, rather, this is a tahdir. This is a warning from the Messenger of Allah وسلم, for the women that they, not, that they do not be or that they not establish and display these characteristics. These blameworthy characteristics. And that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam were mentioning this. It's not mentioning this in the absolute sense that every woman will be upon this. Rather, the reality is that the women will be susceptible 
to his characteristics. They're susceptible to his characteristics. They may fall into it, into his characteristics. And so thus, they have to be even more aware that they do not fall into them. And this may be a means of them entering the hellfire with Adabillah. And so, this is a warning rather than anything else. And a warning against them being upon these particular actions. A warning against actions that may lead them to the hellfire. Warning against actions from this affair of ingratitude towards their, their spouses. Warnings against actions from the affair of the sins of the tongue. and Namima, which are closely associated with the characteristics that you find from the Nisa. That they are upon Hadr. They are wary of how they act. And they are wary that the reality is that upon them is to be upright, irrespective of whatever deficiencies that you have. For example, an other person may have a deficiency, physical deficiencies. Or he may have de deficiencies when it comes to his character. He does not just say that this is how I'm, how can I call it? This is how I was created. And accepts that. And accepts everything that comes with that in terms of his bad characteristics. But rather, he seeks the ilaj. He seeks to remedy that. That's not likewise the case with the women. That any bad characteristics, they seek to remedy those bad characteristics as well. So that they're not from those that I mentioned within this narration. Likewise as well, from the final thing we want to mention about this narration as well, and from the things that we can benefit from this narration, yeah. is that from the greatest things that allow a person to enter Jannah is a tawadah, humility. That the person that has humility, the one that is humble, this is the means that allows the person to enter Jannah. And from the things that are the greatest actions, that or the greatest characteristics that distance a person away from Jannah is a takabba. And the arrogance. And no doubt, whether it be a takabba by way of their mal, a person being arrogant by way of the wealth that they have, or other than that, these things are, are or these characteristics are characteristics, or this specific characteristics, should we say, in terms of the takabba, and the arrogance, looking down upon others, is the affair that will cause a person to be distanced away from righteous actions. And thus, if you're distance away from righteous actions, you'll be distance away from being obedient to your Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. As the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned, in relation to the affair of tawadu, in humility, he, alayhi salatu mentioned, and whoever has humility for the sake of Allah, Allah ta'ala, will raise him. Allah ta'ala raises the individual that has this affair of humility, no doubt. And so the person should strive to be from the affair of being humble and not having kibr, not being the one that is full of pride. <clears throat> For no doubt we are individuals that have been created, or we've been created the same, in the team. And we are individuals that will all enter the grave just as one another, in the same manner as one another. And so a person should not have this affair of kibber, arrogance. For indeed our beginnings were the same, and thus our endings will be the same as well. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. On that tefi we have a we'll conclude here. Inshallah ta'ala barakallahu feekum.
وجزاكم الله خيرا وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين واخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين